bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. I love it. And welcome to the Modern Eater Show from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. This is a first, and it's so much fun. As I uh, click our YouTube or our Instagram. How about Facebook? It's called Facebook. It's called Facebook. Uh, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, he's in Hawaii. He'll be back soon. And uh, tonight, filling in for Brian. It's our friend. His name's Alex Liberati. Indeed. And it, Alex, it's a pleasure because uh, as we've gotten to know each other weeks after weeks, we've got a couple of promotions coming up that we're going to talk about together. Mm-hmm. We're here at Proud Souls. We've got a couple of great guests. We're doing educational barbecue. And then we have a barbecue event that's coming up on Thursday as well. We do. Absolutely. It's going to be good stuff. So Alex Liberati is going to co-host as our Facebook audience fills up right now. And then the man of the hour, here he is, Tony Roberts, here with us at, hey the, at your place, Proud Souls. I know. Welcome. Good to see good you. Good to see you guys. Thanks for coming out tonight. Saturday, a lot of fun. Thank you for having yeah. us. Yeah, of course. Saturday night in the Mile High City. Barbecue, but there's one more element that you have to have with barbecue, right? Yeah, what's up? Beer? The best beer around. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got uh, David Lynn. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Comrade Brewing Company in Aurora, Colorado. And uh, we're going to catch up with you and talk a lot of shop about beer. And, and the Great American Beer Festival just went by. But uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say to you, congratulations, Small Brewery of the Year. That's quite the accolade. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy week and still can't uh, really believe it. You're such a humble guy. I really like that. And then two gold medals uh, walking away from the GABF. Yeah, it's first gold medals for Comrade Bruin, so really excited about that as well. Oh, truly, truly. Are you a barbecue fan? Uh, I, I like eating barbecue. That's right. I think most of us do. And, Tony, that's why we do education, right? You right. like barbecue, there's a crossover to where if you like it, you can make it. That's right, and that's what we, we base our shop on here. It's something that is connects with people, right? It's about stories. Everyone I've ever met who's walked through the store has an experience with barbecue, and that's what we, we teach here. It's like how do you create that experience or that that nostalgia you remember growing up and, and do it for your family and friends in your own backyard? Yeah, so a lot of people, when you think barbecue, okay, grilling barbecue, are they the same? No, they're totally different. Grilling, I always assume, is over high, very high temperatures, searing. Barbecue is, is what we consider here uh, low and slow. Although in Colorado, which we teach in our lot of classes, uh, we go from low and slow to hot and fast. Uh, we like to think of uh, barbecue here, um, like everything else, we're at an altitude, 5280 uh, dew point levels. So we particularly teach a method we, we call hot and fast. When we talk about hot, it's not much hotter than a, a low and slow, but we, we, it tends to be about 300 degrees. When we talk about grilling, that's something I always consider upwards of 500 degrees um, from a searing standpoint. So it is there is a difference between the two. So is that hot and fast because of the altitude that you have to like kind of, you know, obviously water bowls at 96 degrees Celsius yep. as opposed to 100. So exactly. you have to like kind of, was that it? Yep, you nailed it. Uh, boiling point levels. And when you think about that, when you think about proteins on a barbecue pit low and slow which you might be able to get around at sea level with 100 percent humidity well here in denver we don't we, we're not 
at that. Boiling point levels are different. We don't have 100% humidity. We're lucky to have 20, 25% humidity. So getting our meat on and off faster helps us, what we believe, retain moisture. And moisture in barbecue is, is what we're going for. Absolutely. Before I forget, um, Ken Moon, thank you. Your show before us, that's a fantastic addition, a live show before the Modern Eater show. So any Ken Moon audience that's hanging over into uh, this broadcast, we welcome you to the Modern Eater show where we are very hyper-local. We love Colorado. We love Denver. We love the agriculture. We love the breweries, distilleries, wineries, everything that Colorado has to offer. So hopefully you'll get great value out of tuning into the Modern Eater show each and every week starting at 6 p.m. Going back to the barbecue, Tony, Tonight's an educational portion. So this is a retail outlet. You're yep. selling grills here. You're, you you guys love to talk to people when they come in do. and and basically figure out what their needs are. At the same time, this educational portion of what you do, why do you do it? And what are people experiencing tonight? Um, why we do it, it's our passion, right? I mean, this is what we feel like white Denver needed. Denver needed an area for backyard cooks who are interested in barbecue to come here and be able to source product, ask questions, and get exactly what it is they're looking for. Um, that's what we do every day. We open the store. We have folks come in that ask very novice questions. We have folks come in who are who are great cooks and chefs and come to us for experience, knowledge, and for products they need to, to make or craft the perfect barbecue they have either at home in their backyard or at their restaurant. So um, it's amazing every day I come in, I get so excited because every day I come in and someone has a new question that revolves around around barbecue. And you also have an enormous array of instruments here. I mean, yes. everything, all the different uh, smokers from a big green egg to a pellet uh, Traeger smoker yep. to everything here. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure you have smokers. to like kind of... Uh, teach that to people we right? do and that's what we're doing tonight with the with the the class we have in today i can't tell you how many of these folks that are here tonight are actually customers of ours and we always tell people there's no one perfect grill to do everything so a lot of folks myself included have multiple grills or tools in their arsenal we call it um, and a lot of these folks come here to learn just different tips tricks um, for what grill they may have at home and how to execute that to what what it is they're they're cooking so tony are you telling me if i make an impulse buy at home depot and take something home with me no one's going to come and educate me no no one i mean I, we always say and there's no offense to home depot i go to home depot for plumbing products sure. <laughs> but when i want to go out and, and look for cooking products or barbecue and that in that sense of the word i want to go to a specialty store where the the folks i'm talking to know exactly what they're talking about the equipment it is they stand behind um we're also you know are a servicing dealer. If anything goes wrong with any of these pits, whether it's a pellet smoker, hard for anything to go wrong with a big green egg or an offset cooker or a charcoal grill like a, the PKs we have in here, we'll stand behind you. We can help you. Call us, let us know. We're, we're there to help you. And Greg, let me tell you something. I walked in this store maybe a month ago and we didn't know each other, but I, I just walked in here for an injection. Um, how do you call it? Uh, an injector? An injector. Yep, yep. And for making a particular produ production uh, that we were doing for an event. And Oh, my God. I was inundated from information, really. It was, like, really what I was craving. I mean, I, I got walked through every single part of it. What are the you have to do? What are you don't have to do? It was just brilliant. And it was just me walking in as a customer. It was just 
natural. You know what's a cool thing that we're going to be able to provide tonight, and you folks that are listening to us right now and, and on Facebook, I encourage you to tune into our Facebook broadcast as well because you're going to get an educational por- portion at 6.40 tonight. We're going to take a, a, a turnaround break, come back at 6.45, and give 15 minutes of just peeking in on what you do educationally here. Tonight, the tailgates, the theme. Tailgate is the theme. Yeah. So we, we prepared a lot of dishes tonight. I believe at 6.45, Chris... Um, who's a big part of the store, who works right alongside us, is going to be demonstrating what we call a sausage fatty. So I'll let him talk about exactly what that is in a bacon braid and and something you can bring to the Broncos Stadium or if you're ever hosting a a football party at your house, um, a great way, something fun, simple to make, easy to execute, and and something that's delicious, which you you guys will have a chance to sample this evening. A minute before we break right now, we have so much stuff to cover, and we also have uh, Mike Harper from Harper Feeders who provides us with delicious lamb uh, here locally. But we talk about products and partnerships you do a lot of partnerships at here, Proud Souls. Um, tonight, one of the feature um, providers is Rome Sausage. Yep. yep. So Rome Chris, Sausage yeah. is a, a local company here. But some of the other companies that you um, collaborate with, the, the Spice Guy, Zach, Zach Johnson. Yep. Zach does all of our sauce or our seasonings. So I met Zach a little over two years ago. You know, he he actually sought me out. He came into the store. He said, "I love what you guys are doing. Let me help." How can I help? And I'm, you know, being a barbecue guy and understanding, you know, partnerships are very valuable, especially in small business. I was like, yeah, Zach, what can we do here? I have some ideas for seasonings that we want to do in-house. Zach's like, let me help you. Awesome. You know, he does three seasonings for us here that we sell proprietary um, here. We send a lot of people that buy a home with a grill, uh, those three rubs for them to, to, to cook with at home, which is cool. And a brand like Rome Sausage where, yep. uh, let's face it, they don't have much of a retail face. And to be able to have that with you, I mean, a lot of people are enjoying Rome sausage on the plate at a restaurant or yep. um, places that they get uh, through distribution, whether it's uh, Cisco or Shamrock or those types of things. But Proud Souls being one of those outlets to where, hey, listen, not only are we going to give you your barbecuing needs as far as equipment, uh, we're also going to provide you with some quality meats to be able to put on. Yep, absolutely. So Chris Chris came in. You know, we carry his line of sausage. The sausage fatty we'll be demonstrating later is utilizing his sausage. Um, we always think of ourselves as small business, right? So small business, it's, it's a lot of work. It's hard. We all know that. It's something that, you know, when we can collaborate, and I'm sure David knows this, with, with breweries, collaborate, make things special, and be a, a community um, a rising tide lifts all boats. So we, we love yep. being a part of that. And it's something that, you know, um, if anyone ever comes to me for help or any of us here, I'm happy to help. Whatever we can do to, to push small business, um, local things, um, and get people excited about cooking at home, in my instance, we're all about. So tonight, you're not going to be able to come to this cooking class. because, <laughs> <laughs> But Thursday night. You can Thursday join night. us at Studio Kitchen Colorado. It's very rare that we open up the Studio Kitchen. That's where we broadcast from. But we're going to have a tailgate extravaganza. Uh, Proud Souls Barbecue is going to be rolling the smoke with uh, be fun. Uh, yeah. Chef Justin Brunson. He's going to come in and just help out. Utility guy. He bought a Yoder smoker. He did. At yeah. Proud Souls. That shows you the community that we have. Also, uh, on deck is going to be um, Stranahan's. is going to come and do some yep. pours as well. 
And then we've just got the whole cast and crew and, and family on Thursday night. If you're interested in these types of things and you'd like to join us, you can do so on Thursday night. Check out the event page on Facebook. Just um, seek out the Modern Eater Facebook page or Proud Souls. It's listed as an event. Very reasonable of $40. Just come eat barbecue yeah, with 40 us. 40 bucks. Come hang out and eat barbecue. Get some local craft beers. Um, some whiskey poured by yeah. Stranahan's. Um, we'll be there not only talking about, like, for instance, this drum smoker, which we'll be doing uh, the Harper Farms lamb on. Um, we've got a fun menu, excited to cook alongside Justin. It's going to be a blast. So we couldn't be more excited to be there. Can we also say go Broncos? Of course, yeah. go Broncos. Go Broncos. <laughs> Bronco, the, Broncos. Nobody tr- likes the Chiefs. Anyway. Yeah. You're going to say screw the Chiefs? Yeah, why not? Uh, some people do like the Chiefs, and they have a dynamic team, but we're all going to be together on Thursday night. We want you to come join us. If you're going to the Broncos game, that's fine. You can park with us, and then it's just a short bus ride away just down Federal or an Uber. Just gather with your friends or watch the game with us. We'd like you to do that, too. We're going to break now from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Again, myself, Greg Hollenbach, Alex Liberati, Liberati uh, Restaurant and Brewery on 24th and Champa. 24th and Champa. Um, Find out more about that as well. David Lynn here with us from Comrade Brewing Company. We're going to take a break. Come right back. We're going to continue this from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303 460 
4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Hey guys, it's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. Okay, cool. We're back from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Greg Holland back, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman in Hawaii. Alex Liberati is um, co-hosting tonight. Alex. Filling in for Brian in I, Hawaii, I, sweet I, Hawaii. I love it, man. And uh, again, David Lynn from Comrade Brewing Company. We're going to dig in deep, and David's just going to join us throughout the whole show. David, just jump in. If you've got something to say about what we talk about, we're going to cover lamb and barbecue and a couple of events. And um, I think about 7 o'clock, we're going to dig into all of the great things that happened from that Great American Beer Festival. But beyond that, I think uh, Comrade Brewing Company is really setting the standard for other folks in the brewing industry. Absolutely agree here. You would agree? I absolutely Look would. at this. Dan Casey on the show right now. What's up, fellas? Dan, here, here it is. We're in your digs right now in welcome your backyard. To, welcome to my casa. I know. It's um, a beautiful night in the Mile High City. The sun is setting. And uh, all's well in the world. The Amazingly, not too chilly for being like the other day, perfect. snowing oh, like a I blizzard. Know. So so many people have gone into cold. They've got colds. Everybody's got colds you now because yeah. of yeah. I've yeah. got the gungamungus. Hey, uh, I just wanted to throw up. How poetic is it that on the camera that shows Dan and and Tony is right in front of the uh, drum smoker, so the smoke's going in front of the the camera. They planned it. That we way. planned oh. it. Our own yeah. smoke show. There is something special in there, by the way. I going. Like that. We're rolling smoke. Dan, let's talk about Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday night, we're going to have a big blowout at uh, Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Uh, all or, uh, y- Anybody, come on out. Uh, the Facebook page, and there's an event the, uh, on the Modern Eater Facebook page. We encourage you to just check that out. But uh, Thursday night's going to be a good time, and you guys are going to be there. But the menu that you guys create is delicious. Do you even know what the menu is? No, we're still tinkering with it, but I know what the menu is. No, okay. We always like to practice around here, and... Things change pretty, and we're a pretty fluid bunch of guys around here. So We got some lamb delivered tonight. Yes, we do have some lamb, and most folks don't get an opportunity to eat this kind of lamb. Well, it's interesting. Lamb, it, the taste of lamb, it's either hit or miss with people. Mm-hmm. Me, it, it resonates with me. I love the taste of lamb. David, are you a... One of my favorites. Really? Yeah. The, the, Huge fan. The taste of lamb. Uh, Alex, how about you? Well, we grew up with lamb in Italy. I mean, you know, we say the younger, the most innocent, the most tasty lamb, you know, so that's why you got to get them when they're young, innocent, and that's the lamb that we do. I mean, there was a lot of, like, speak about, oh, lamb, uh, it's a problem. It's not, it, man, 
It's just a one-of-a-kind food. I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. We're going to be smoking them on that bad boy right there, that gateway drum. So um, they're going to be delicious. They're going to be tender. They're going to be flavorful. Um, I guarantee we know where they came from because those guys do a great job. We're able to smoke them with the wonderful equipment we have, with the nice rubs and seasonings. Um, where do you where, where do you take a piece of meat? Someone drops down a piece of meat to you, whether it's a, a pork shoulder or a, a, a hunk of lamb, some ribs with a, a loin in there, or or even beef. Where do you go with what piece of equipment you want to use? So we pride ourselves in having a little bit of everything for folks. So whether it's a type of grill that puts a ton of smoke on a piece of meat, or it's a type of grill that puts a subtle amount of smoke price points um, size of your smokers so it really depends on you know who you're cooking for what their flavor profiles are some folks don't like a ton of smoke on their meats and i think that's where the pellet smokers come in some folks like a ton of smoke on their meats and we've got a big pit behind us we've got a drum smoker here that creates a very humid very um, incredible um, environment for cooking ribs lamb brisket pork shoulder. Um, folks who do like using lump charcoal with some nice chunks of, of kiln, dried pecan, hickory, mesquite, if you're into that. Is that because you have bigger chunks of wood that that happens in post to pellets? Or? Yep. And, you know, pellets are, are, are real hardwoods, um, but they're a smaller version of it or with a water-based binder. So they're not going to put off as much smoke as you would a, a what you quote-unquote of wood or real okay. stick of wood um, and believe it or not that typically only takes three or four small chunks of wood to put the amount of smoke that we want um, you ask what we look for in the type of meat if it's a beautiful piece of meat whether it's a midland meat company um, beautiful ribeye or strip steak or tri-tip or if it's you know sausage from from river bear meats justin brunson um, we want the meat to shine as long as it's a nice quality piece of meat you don't want to bite into a beautiful you know, 39.99 a pound ribeye, and all you taste is smoke. You want to have that smoke to gently kiss your, you know, your product. So why um, do I always go with the the fat, the fat rendering? I look at how much fat something has, and wh- where it, do you go with that as far? It's as- more the the intramuscular fat as opposed to just fat on the outside, because that's not going to render down. It's a more of a falsity, and you would know better than I would, but that your fat cap is going to render down through your brisket or through your pork butt. It's actually the amount of fat that's inside of your meat. So when you look at a piece of strip or ribeye or tri-tip and you look and see those beautiful white lines emanating through the, you know, the pink hues of your, your so meat. So the marbling? The marbling is what you would call it, yes. Yeah. So that means fat. That means flavor. That's injecting tons of flavor into your meat. And that's fat, but also connected tissue that you're breaking yep. down and keeping that juiciness in there, right? Is that exactly right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why the brisket takes a lot longer because you want to break down those connective tissues, which work a lot harder because it's the, the chest of the of the cow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you want to look at every piece of meat a little bit differently. Um, you can get away with a little bit different type of cook for a pork butt because it's going to have a lot more fat in there. You still will need to cook it a lot longer just to break down those connective tissues. You wouldn't want to serve a pork butt like you would a, a pork tenderloin, which is going to be a lot leaner. Um, but yeah, every piece of meat is different, and that's why you know that's why we have a shop. That's why we do these classes. That's why we are cooking pretty much seven days a week. As you're, you know, how often do you experiment brewing beer? 
Uh, maybe we're like three day, three days a week. Yeah. So it's yeah. just experiment. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're out experimenting. We we have the beauty of having a store full of of rubs and sauces and different cookers and different woods and instruments and techniques yeah. and all different yeah. things. I mean, to... as a chef, you're out there. You're you're not just preparing dinner for that night. You're like looking into the future, trying to figure out what else can we do for a class or a contest or a catering gig or just. Have, you know, talk and there to has to be about. a lot of experimentation as well. I mean, yeah. that that's, must we, be your thing. Yeah, we fail too. I mean, I'm sure you've made a bunch of, you know, maybe you're, you're one of the best brewers in the country right now, so maybe <laughs> you haven't. But you probably failed here and there when you're bruised. And you're like, yeah. ah, it's not that good. We've tried meats and put rubs on it and cooked it hotter, faster, lower, slower, and different pellets and this, that. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Let's tinker with it. Let's try this and that. You know, that's the beauty of cooking, barbecuing, creating beer, brewing beer, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Facebook comment, Dan Vogt. Dan Vogt, yeah. Uh, Big Dan. Dan Casey, the man, the legend, is what he said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> paid paid uh, subscriber right there. <laughs> he's, a big, he's a big barbecue guy. He judges as well as competes. Uh, he actually lives over in Aurora, so okay. I'm sure he'll be stopping by your brewery here shortly. Um, big beer guy from, from Buffalo originally. So, yeah, good friends of ours, you know. We've become friends just in a short time. We've known each other. Dan and I and Tony and Chris have become friends because you see them at barbecue competitions and you trade recipes, you trade, you know, stories, lies and everything in between. Did you ever get to barbecue together? Uh, yeah. We, so what happens at barbecue competitions, you get set up next to another team. Mm-hmm. So you have a 10 by 20 or 10 by 30 and you're usually there about midday on a Friday and you're there till, you know, late Saturday night. So you spend a lot of time next to these guys or gals, whether whether you like them or not. And i got to say, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Really and that's where the the genesis for this store came about. If Tony and I just you know sitting around by the campfire, which is a smoker, trying to figure out how to how to monetize this crazy thing as barbecue, and <laughs> and now everybody's credits on the line. That's when it comes to a dream. It's like let's have a dream, and then it's yeah. like okay, now our bank accounts yeah. are t- so attached let's, to yeah, this. Yeah, let's get rid of the stability yeah. and the things we've worked that's hard right. for the last 15, 20 years, and start fresh. Let's do it. Okay, uh, we do need to take a break because we want to come back and a really cool thing. Uh, we're going to come back, take a break. We're going to talk about a promotion that we have coming up with Liberati's and Alex Liberati here with us. None better. We just uh, launched a Facebook event page yesterday, which is the Colorado Harvest Grape Stomp. Indeed. I, I, we're going to tell you the story about um, what we've done, how we've sourced some grapes, how we're bringing it back to brew an Enno beer. What's an Enno beer? You're about to find out next on the Modern Eater Show. And then at 6.45 in the In the Kitchen segment, we're going to go live right here from Proud Souls, and we're going to peek in on the educational portion where Chris is going to be talking about what, Dan? Sausage fatties. Sausage fatties. And we're talking about a different kind of fatty than the rest of Denver's probably used to. I love it. The barbecue fatty. The barbecue fatty. Which I'm uh, turning into more and more <laughs> these days. you got to render that. i, yeah. I got to render we it. We all need to render some fat. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dan. All right, we'll continue right here from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions on 25th and Federal. Stop by all your barbecue needs right here at Proud Souls. We'll be back in a flash on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website 
themoderneater.com. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Back to the show, you guys, in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about bread and more specifically Aspen Baking Company. If you like bread, if you're a bread lover like I am, but you don't like preservatives and you don't like artificial coloring and chemicals and all of that garbage that a lot of bakeries put in their bread, then AspenBaking.com is a website you need to check out. Whether it's hoagies, focaccia, ciabatta, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes. Aspen Baking Company is where you want to go. Uh, hashtag, how's your Aspen? That's right. AspenBakingCompany.com is the website. Box lunches. If you want to get uh, your business catered, you know somebody that loves catering. They do box lunches. They just started using Rome sausage in their breakfast sandwiches. It's delicious. So, again, bread lovers, pay attention. Write down this, this website, AspenBaking.com. One more time, and then we're back to the show. It's AspenBaking.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, cool. Back to the barbecue and provisions. Brian Freeman off, uh, Alex Liberati stepping into the co-host role. Of course, Jay Parker's here doing great work as we're broadcasting from our local affiliate, 6:30 K How and also on Facebook Live where uh, Jay I gotta say that live you just did from Aspen Baking that was a good live man but um, the the video shot of you on Facebook hey man was... li- listen I know it's terrible <laughs> and I don't know why I listened to you when you said you just use the camera and the iPad and I know what it makes me look like it makes me look like a uh, a stork eating a fish with the with the two necks <laughs> and the, you might say that. what you want and but man. everybody loves you man man ladies everybody loves you come on man okay a lot of cool things are coming up again Thursday night uh, you want to hit the modern eater Facebook page and just check out our events we've got a big barbecue event Thursday night tailgate party at Coincides with uh, Broncos Chiefs game. Proud Souls is going to be there rolling smoke. Chef Justin Brunson, he is going to uh, tinker, tinker around. He's bringing his Yoder grill. He's bringing it down. Yes, sir. He's bringing, he's bringing that bad boy from his house he, in Berkeley. He's bringing yep. it down. But I got to ask you, do, do you like wine, Dan? I like beer more than wine. But Perfect. I'm... We got something for you. <laughs> Have you ever had beer brewed with grapes no sir oh my goodness it's called but i'm open anything that's something we got to introduce you to then bring it on it's uh, (laughs) a beer brewed with grapes it's called ono beer is it am i well yeah we'll go for ono beer but it's actually called eno beer but yeah because it it starts with an o (laughs) i know it's a latin stupid thing you know eno means pertaining to wine so enology sure but that's spelled 
E M, right? O E. Is it really? O E, yeah. Okay. And O E, uh, when you read it in Latin, is actually E. So, anobiria, like anology. The anobiria. Europeans make everything so difficult for us Americans. You know, can I just have spaghettios and go on about my day without anno <laughs> and ano beer? And well, we make it with grapes and we it's do the, you know, I mean, come on. Spaghettios? Actually, I mean, a spaghettios that's... reference? <laughs> Check it out. Uh, October 26th. It's a Saturday. It's two weeks from today. We went on a little field trip, right, Alex? We did indeed. It all started out there in the middle of a grape field, didn't it? Palisade, Colorado. That's where we, uh, Carlson Vineyards, stopped, met a gentleman named Garrett. He showed us around the property. We were asking about some grapes. We were able to get our hands on about a ton of grapes. And a true vintner indeed. I mean, that gentleman there, he's trying to grow the best varietals of grapes that you can find for this climate. I mean, those those wines are exceptional. I mean, they're really fun things to drink. It, they were out of the box. They're new, interesting. And I think that, you know, working with him is going to be something really interesting. We have something in store because when we were in Grand Junction slash Palisade, we didn't expect to coming across a gentleman named Josh Nuremberg, a chef owner of Bin 707. And that was truly a delight to see not only this scratch to table of how he creates his recipes, but how he regionally uses everything in, I don't know, what was it, a 50-mile radius, a 100-mile radius? Oh, probably even less. Do you remember that uh, tomato gentleman yeah. that we met? That, the tomato guy? Oh, my when God. When you meet a tomato guy, you know you're on to something. Uh, long story short, we're bringing back these grapes. We're going to do a grape-stomping party at Liberati's, your place, on 24th and Champa? Absolutely, on the 26th of October. And are you guys going to be there? We're going to make I, them go. I just found out about it. Yeah. Yes, I will be there. Well, it's super hush for now. We just came out with it yesterday, was it? Oh, couple. But it's going to be a party, man. It's going to be, we're going to be stomping grapes and making a beer that it's going to take a year to evolve. We're going to be using the natural yeasts that are on the grapes. So it's going to be really everything Colorado. Root Shoot Melting actually is going to be coming in and working with us on that. I, I know that you work with the Root Shoot, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's a great farm out in Loveland, Colorado, and we get about a pallet a month. Root shoot maltings. This is a Colorado collaboration project, but we need you to stomp the grapes, and we're inviting you to come along with us. Stomp these grapes. Have some uh, amazing small bites from Josh Nuremberg paired with Carlson Vineyards and Enno Beer. Have you ever stomped grapes, Greg? I've never. Oh, my God, you got to try it out. I don't think many people have. I have David, not. David, you haven't either. Can't, can't say if I've, yeah. I've done that yet. Do, so. do you do it barefoot? I mean, is that a crazy question? No, you put your Nikes on. Well, you listen, do with the Nikes. Well, it's got to be the new model of Nikes, otherwise it's not going to work. Liberati, and... hold on just a second. Let me get to this. <laughs> I didn't know because it's a European thing. Maybe they have some grape shoes. Uh, you do they... it stateside as well, my friend. Believe me. Right. <laughs> Come join us for the fun on the 26th of October. It's two weeks from today. Very reasonable ticket price of $40. You're going to get the best food around. You're going to get great pairings. And you're also going to have the opportunity to stomp some grapes and be a part of this project to where this special limited release that will come out in about a year, you'll be on the first of the sign-up to get some of those bottles. That'll be good. We have to take a break now because we're coming back to Proud Souls Barbecue Provisions for the educational portion. And we're going to do what with Chris again? Sausage fatty, a little sausage barbecue fatty. He'll walk you through it every step of the way. Um, beautiful pork sausage wrapped in some bacon because bacon is our friend in the barbecue business. 
Um, we got one rolling on the Gateway Smoker, so that'll be ready, along with that uh, smoked Aunt Sharon's casserole that I threw on there about 45 minutes as well. well and this is on Federal and what? 25th and Federal. We'll Jefferson and, Park, Sloan's Lake, neighborhood of Denver. We'll try and be as descriptive as possible for you folks listening on 630 KHOW, but we'll also be streaming this educational portion in the next segment here. So about 645 to 658, we will be at Proud Souls showing you our friend Chris, who's going to do some educational barbecue for you right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Stick around. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones antibiotics or steroids the goods is truly a cultural melting pot a family restaurant open to all their bar program is amazing saddle up at their long luxurious bar have a nice craft beer or a cocktail like their facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week located on east colfax directly connected to the tattered cover bookstore across from east high school with free parking and a garage in back look them up online thegoodsrestaurant.com I'll see you at the goods. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! I'm starving! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Oh, this is a good thing. Here it is, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. This is their segment. It's an educational portion that we're going to bring you right here live on KHOW. This is so unique. You guys, I encourage you, tune into our Facebook page because you'll get full value. But at the same time, I want to do this. I want to send it over to Chris right here from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions where he's going to be doing a sausage fatty. Boom. What's up, guys? Hey, welcome back to Proud Souls Barbecue live from the Modern Eater, live at Proud Souls Tailgate Show. We're here. We got a nice crowd tonight. Boom. Everybody's fired up about Bronco football. Everybody's still fired up about the buffs. And, all, and as always, War Eagle. Um, so right here from Proud Souls. So here's what we're going to do tonight, right? We're going to do a bacon uh, sausage fatty. So what in the hell is a bacon sausage fatty? Boom. It's fat. It's sausage. It's bacon. It's cheese. It's onion. It's peppers. What else do you want, right? Um, so if you guys are excited about that, let me get a War Eagle. 
Oh, all right, all right, I had to try my luck. All right, so cool. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to call up my guy, Josh, from Proud Souls. Um, we're going to talk about how do you make this, right? What is it supposed to look like? So imagine this, right? So when I'm thinking tailgate food, when I'm thinking Saturdays, when I'm thinking cocktails and everything, I like fat, right? I like sausage. I love bacon, period. And I like some cheese, all right? So here's what it consists of. It consists of, honestly, I hate to say it, the cheapest, thinnest bacon you can buy, right? I, I hate to say it. But, uh, and with that said, I'm going to include it with some of the best sausage known to man. Rome sausage, available at Proud Souls Barbecue. Chris Johnson, local Denver guy, makes an incredible brat. So what we're going to do is we're going to take that brat, we're going to cut the casing, we're going to split it open. We're going to put it into a Ziploc bag, we're going to flatten it out. Josh is going to start making a bacon braid now. Um, and so what is a bacon braid? That's the, the glue that holds this whole love child together, okay? So it's going to be exactly what it is. We're going to weave bacon up. We're going to weave bacon open. And that's going to be basically our bed of love, right? So we're going to spread out about mm, probably about a quarter inch of um, Rome sausage. Uh, we're going to spread that out. We're going to get some cheese. So when I think about cheese, what cheese do you guys like? Who? Cheddar. Cheddar. All right. So the young lady in the front says cheddar. All right. So for all my at-home listeners, um, I'm going to kind of repeat everything. That way these guys know what we're talking about. So when we're talking about what kind of cheese do we like, we like, she likes cheddar. I love cheddar. Um, so here is why I would not use cheddar in this particular dish. Um, cheddar historically has a higher melting point um, than other cheeses, such as like a soft cheese like mozzarella, gouda. Um, so for me, what I chose tonight was a Colby Jack. Same that, that coincidentally Josh chose because we have a little bit of time to do it. We don't want to dry it out. And whenever we cut it, we want it to, to kind of look like a cheese volcano. So it's strictly aesthetic as far as that's concerned. We want to look cool on Facebook. We want to look good on social media. I want to be able to put a filter on it and wow my neighborhood, right? Or my tailgate party. So we're going to use the Colby Jack as far as that's concerned. So what Josh is doing right now, basically we took one pound of bacon. He's going to lay it out in eight tight strips. All right, so we don't want a lot of gaps, right? So imagine we have eight strips of bacon. And roughly um, a pound of bacon, you have 16 slices. So how many ounces are in a pound? Not all at once. I didn't say you guys are smart, but you're here. Um, so we'll, we'll make it work, right? So we're going eight north to south, and we're going to go eight east to west, okay? So within that, visually, kind of mentally, um, do your checks and balances. He's going up one way, under another, and vice versa, right? So it should take him. Josh, how many times have you done this? This is my first time ever doing honestly. this. Um, so honestly, the reason I chose Josh on this, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, like, uh, are you good with this? He's like, I saw it on YouTube. So I think we've all seen it on YouTube, right? Um, but so this will kind of give you guys an at-home estimation on how long this should take. It should take you, I would say, no longer than five minutes, okay? So while he's doing that, um, we'll go ahead and talk about how do we cook this? How do we present this, okay? So... Um, We'll go ahead, once you make the bacon weave, we'll put um, a pate roughly of a quarter inch of sausage of your choosing. It doesn't have to be brats. I've done this with hot Italian. I've spread down marinara sauce over it. I've reduced some, I've made it like a supreme pizza. I know Ms. Rose Roberts here in our second row. Heavy Italian, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So she likes uh, the red gravy, right? 
So you can do it like that. So just know your audience, know your people at home, and make it fun for your group. I think that's what tailgates is about. Um, if you're a Bronco fan, I challenge you, I use sausage tonight. Instead, use bison, okay? But when you're using bison, be cognizant of that, you know what? Bison is traditionally lean. So if you're going to put this on your smoker at 250 for two and a half, three hours, it's probably not going to be what you want. So I would introduce that with some pork. So you always want to introduce uh, 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 some sort of fat, and fat acts as a binder, and that's what will um, ultimately create success. If you only were to use a bison per se, you would probably crack, have leaks, it wouldn't be good, okay? Um, so what I did, once I did that, I went ahead, I'm not a chef, but I just roughly did some chops of um, green peppers um, and, uh, and, and just yellow onion, nothing fancy. Honestly, I didn't even reduce these today. I just put them in there because I want the meat to be the star of the show. So I'm not going heavy on the veggies. I'm going light, right? I did put about three quarters of a pound of cheese in this thing. It looks like a small baby. I could cradle it um, for all my at-home listeners. So Josh is making great progress. So just go ahead and lift up your cutting board and, so they can kind of see what you're looking at. So right now he's about third of the way done. Keep cranking it out, brother. Um, and we'll be good. So I'm going to give all my at-home people... Um, kind of a snapshot of the end product. So what I want you guys, since I'm mic'd up, you're now mic'd up. What does this look like? Where am I? How does this look, guys? It looks good, right? So whenever I think about this, if I was to use a thicker bacon, um, honestly, I would never really be able to render that. Um, so you have to think of, of, of what's in your best interest. So I'm getting all my fat, honestly, from the inside of that Rome sausage meat. So just look at that. I'm dripping all over the place. We got a guy. It's me. It's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what it looks like. So this is roughly um, two pounds of actual sausage to one pound of bacon to three quarters of a pound cheese and then the least amount of vegetables I can legally get away with putting in there because they suck, right? But I hate veggies, sorry. Um, this is a barbecue shop um, and that's about it. So the reason I put the veggies in there, right, is whenever I lived in Wisconsin for a little bit, these guys think they're the, the cheese heads and the beer brat guys, so I did... I do like a nice little crunch in there. I think the crunch from the vegetables, although we're not veggie people per se, we're carnivores, um, introduces a nice crunch, which is why I chose not to reduce the veggies ahead of time. And I put such little in there, if I wanted to stuff it and make like a supreme pizza, I would probably reduce it because that means I'm loading it full of vegetables and vegetables are loaded full of what? Water, right? So water could potentially make my bacon a little bit rubbery, um, and it could throw off my texture. So Josh is wrapping things up here um, as far as our bacon braid. He successfully did it. Give him a round of applause. First time guy. First time on the show, long time listener, recent employee. So yeah, so good job. So here's the way it should look. Um, I'm going to say five minutes, one second. Um, I'm joking. What do you think, Josh? Not bad for the first run. No, I give them that. So here's the way it should look. You want it tight, right? You don't want a lot of loose puzzles. You don't want a lot, a lot of loose anything. So go ahead and grab our brats, Josh, and grab this Ziploc bag. So this Ziploc bag is honestly the trick 
This will save you so much time and headache. So what Josh is going to do, he's going to go ahead and score down one side. He's going to squeeze out the guts of the pork because we're not going to use the casing. And that way it's going to be all natural pork. So then what we're going to do is we're going to... He's going to dump it all in here. We're going to smash it out. So if you're at home listening, what is this dude talking about smashing what out, whatever? Um, basically, imagine a gallon Ziploc bag. We're going to squeeze the pork into that. We're going to spread it out evenly, and that will be the same dimensions, coincidentally, of our bacon braid, right? So then we'll go ahead and cut out our bacon braid and lay it directly on top of the bacon, put the cheese on top, put the peppers, the onions, and we're going to roll it on itself, and it will mimic roughly a eight-inch wide loaf um, by probably four inches on top, okay? So that way you at-home people can do it. You can slice it. You'll go ahead and slice it. You'll slice it like a rib. You'll slice it like a roast. Um, the cool thing is you can get creative. So now that we're getting into fall flavors, the best fatty I have ever made, in my opinion, um, was with some sage sausage um, a little bit of spicy sausage. I did it the same way. I chose not to wrap in bacon, but I used the Granny Smith apple with a little bit of dried cranberry, and it tasted like Thanksgiving. Added with a little bit of mild white cheddar, and it was fantastic. So what did I do with that? I went ahead and sliced it up. Um, it's just me and my wife, so we can eat a whole bunch. Um, we have leftovers. I went ahead and pan fried it the next day, put it on some homemade biscuits, throw some of Grant. Throw some of Granny's uh, grape jelly on there. Oh, Granny's is the best. Um, and it, it was incredible. So you can repurpose stuff. You can do this with um, Tony's chili. You can use it with Dan's eggs. So the same thing. Imagine sausage, eggs. You can take some of his pre-cooked eggs, put it inside there with some cheese, some mushrooms, anything you want. Roll it up. Smoke it. You know everything is already cooked. Um, and now you're just getting it hot. So, Chris, how do I know whenever my fatty is done? So, remember we talked about it. The only raw product on this entire deal is, one, your bacon, right? And, two, your sausage. We already discussed your, we're talking a quarter inch worth of sausage. So, sausage is good at roughly 150 to 155, okay? Um, that takes as long as it takes for you to brown your bacon. So, once you're, just know a mental note. So, because a lot of times, if who else? Okay, we're going to come back here at Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Again, Comrade Brewing Company here with us. We're going to take the top of the hour break. If you want to learn more about what's happening here at Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, just tune into our Facebook page. We'll continue. I'm on a bike to eat. It's time for the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. The closest to better. Why not? We can do this hour number two of the Modern Eater Show right now from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Hope you enjoyed that educational portion. I know I sure did. I'd love to learn and learn and learn between grilling and barbecuing and rolling smoke. Uh, Brian Freeman off tonight. Alex Liberati sliding right into that co-host seat and doing a great job. Sir. Trying to do my best. You're doing a great job. Thank you, sir. Um, in this hour, we're going to cover a couple of things. We're going to talk about lamb and agriculture, and then we're going to talk about beer. And we've got some of the best in front of us. David Lynn here with us, and I hope you, you just jump in if you anything strikes you on this side. But the food element, David, it's an interesting thing to you. Do you... 
I mean, I, yep, I love I love eating and love pairing beer with uh, with food. So yeah, um, good quality products though. And Harper Feeders out of Eden, Colorado, and Mike Harper here with us. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you guys. Good Thanks to for see having us. you. Good to see you. Good to see you. You guys. mind if we just do kind of like a agricultural update, Colorado? I want to talk about um, first of all, talk about Harper Feeders. Tell people who you are. Uh, it's a family operation. My dad uh, ran it before I am, or before. My wife and I have been around it. He passed away in 2015, but he started the operation in the late 70s, I'd say 1977, 78. We started building a facility that we could feed lambs in, and we've been feeding ever since then. And we've expanded over the years, and we currently can feed up to about 65,000 head of lambs at one time. Just lamb? Just Well, we feed some cattle as well, but uh, lamb is the mainstay. Lamb's your business. Lamb's the business. Absolutely. Yeah, so how sure. long have you been on that property? Since that uh, 1977. Unbelievable. 1977. 1977. It's a true Colorado business. Well, and you go throughout the years, and it's one of those things I've met your daughter. Yes. And your daughter, I'm hope. it's like I always wonder, and I hope that when you when you talk to these ranchers and, and you see what they're doing, that I hope their family continues just like you did for your father. Absolutely. I think it's it's important, and it's one thing that we're, we're struggling with as an industry. It's it's the profitability of our industry hasn't been great, and there aren't a lot of young people that are coming up in the ranks that are they're, they're doing this anymore, and it isn't easy because you guys see the growth along this front range. Uh, it's not easy for a young person that wanted to get into the business, the uh, the capital that it would take to buy property, to buy to stock it, and operate would would scare you but also the knowledge to be able to do that i mean that's something that you know you've been bringing from the 70s i mean that's something that you know it's decades worth of knowledge and do you think that uh, the people here the restaurants the people who work your product do you think that they understand the value that there is in a true colorado product like that i think a lot of them do and and thanks to, to programs yeah, like this yeah. and 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 what you guys do to educate we're poor educators we're extremely busy doing what we do, which is a poor excuse. I should be doing more of this type of stuff. But education is where we fall down. There is there's a good value. We we've got we've got a product that's ten thousand miles fresher than Australia or New Zealand. I want to ask you about that. I look at some of these companies, and I go into, I don't mind naming names. I go into Whole Foods, and I see that I can't even get some of their product. It, it comes from New Zealand. Yeah. And I'm wondering, what what is the wall? What is the barrier to buying local? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think is it is, price? Is it is that all it comes down I, to? If I were to go, I don't shop much, Greg. Yeah. So I mean, my wife is here with me. She could tell you more sure. about the pricing structure. But I don't think it's cheap. Even the Australian or New Zealand product is not going to be cheap. Definitely not. It's it's going to be. They're going to get the money out of it. Uh, where we struggle against the imports is the dollar value. They're 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 like 67 cents on the dollar compared to ours. They're able to bring their product in and sell it for less, and that's where we're struggling as a domestic industry to compete. Who's your customer? In, in domestically? Yeah. Kroger is still a user of American Lamb. Uh, we were had this discussion earlier. I saw a nice ad. Uh, gentleman, his last name is Broderick. He's a Safeway manager. Uh, for the Denver division. and he I want to ask you about that. So Safeway division, and here it is, um, obviously they have a lot of buying power. 
Absolutely. They can do what they choose to and do business with who they choose to. What, what's the test for them to say, okay, here's a product that we're going to bring on and make sense of it for me because it doesn't make sense to me going past folks like uh, uh, local purveyors here that are just so easily accessible that have the story to tell about what their ranch does. Make it, sense of that for it's me. It's extremely frustrating. I think it was a regional decision at the time. It may have been price-driven. We have struggled in our industry with, with uh, quality issues in the past, and we're working diligently to change that and to harvest these animals, Alex, to your point, a, a little sooner than what we have, uh, less time on feed so that the, the consumers get the right kind of product. We still believe that a fed animal like we're feeding enhances the flavor profile, and we think nine times out of ten, if you were to sit down and eat that next to a grass-fed, that you would enjoy the eating experience of a fed animal better. So some people might say that, for example, lamb from New Zealand or other countries is a little bit less gamey. And the population today is trying to go towards that less gamier kind of vibe or feel or taste. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? I'd say it's the, the, the exact opposite. New Zealand, Australia is grass-fed predominantly. They are going to be more of an earthy, grassier flavor. Grass-fed, grass-finished? Yes. I mean, most of them are going to be finished on grass, yes. Interesting. And uh, the grain finish of domestic lamb typically is, is a milder. If you appreciate a fed beef steak, it's going to be similar in lamb. It's going to be a milder flavor. David, you're shaking your head yes. Oh, maybe like there's some better marbling as well? Absolutely. Yeah. You're fat is flavor. That is flavor. Exactly. Well, I personally have never had as good as lamb as in Colorado. I mean, we have a lot of lamb in Italy, honestly. And in on my comment about the New Zealand uh, flavor is because New Zealand uh, lamb is overtaking in Italy as well because it's less gamey. Uh, that's what they say in Italy. Might not even good be marketing. true. Well, now, what does that but, mean, though? I mean, are you serious? Uh, it, so are we trying to take make lamb taste like beef? <laughs> I wouldn't say. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I use that as a comparison because because we're feeding the animal. It's a milder, flavorful. Again, back to your point so about uh, David about it the is. the marbling. You just get that that green finish gives it a flavor profile that's that's that you can add whatever spices or seasonings you want to. It's going to be a mild positive eating experience it's complex those. it's multi-dimensional it's it's really something you can create so many different plates with something Absolutely. that's so frustrating to me mike mike harper harper feeders eat in colorado here a local guy something that's so frustrating to me is that we we come across guys like you um a plethora of local purveyors and ranchers i can't get their product I want their product. I can't get it. The model is, it's like, okay, great. We need to sell this, but I'll be able to sell you a full carcass. I'll, I'll be able to sell you a full animal. You you do with it what you want to. Other, th- other folks are like, well, okay, we'll do a mail order service. And the premium gut cuts go right away. Sure. Those are the things that go so quickly. But at the same time, what's the retail? How can we start... And this is something I want to do with the modern eater so passionately. How can we start something to where we can get our local folks that are in our backyard that are hamstrung to be able to pro- provide this with Direct to the our local community? What's the obstacle we're we're hitting here? It's it's tough. I mean, because the USDA regulations and the way you handle product, you have to go through a facility that's that's pretty heavily regulated. Mm-hmm. We are a, a feeding operation currently. 
We are in, we're on an endeavor now to open a packing plant in Brush, Colorado, with two other families, and we're going to start harvesting lambs ourselves, creating only a carcass currently. And at that point, we'll have to sell that carcass to somebody that's willing to cut it up. And that's another step. We're getting closer to being able to do that. In the meanwhile, we're selling a lion's share of our inventory goes to Superior Farms, which has a Denver outlet right down here on Washington Street. Okay. They are a further processor. They're cutting up. They're making lamb chops. They're making rib chops, rack of lamb, uh, shanks, all the cuts. And you could uh, probably get tied in with them and be able to get some product. Ideally, in this setting, I'd like to say go to go to Kroger, go to King Supers, go to a city market, both Kroger stores, and they're still serving domestic, selling domestic product. So, um, for example, in in the milk industry in Colorado as well. You have to go through a middle end, the middle end. You have to actually have a separate company that trucks your milk from the uh, milk producing facility to the pasteurization and packaging facility. It has to be a third party. Is that one of the blockades that you have as well in the world? I'm, I'm just asking here, is it? Yeah, it, it's, it's a totally different facet of the business when you start. I mean, this is a big step for us just to move forward and, and harvest our own animals. And then the challenge is going to be, I mean, are, are we going to take that next step? When can you afford to take the next step and further process? And and take these people, to Greg's point, he was shaking his head because he didn't get the answer he wanted here a few minutes ago, to, to bring these small ranchers in that, that, that want to have a voice and a, and a presence, you have to have a facility and a way to handle and harvest and cut those lambs up. I know a couple of, I know Sunnyside and Durango does that. There's a couple of Amish plants that do that as well just outside of Salida um, but more and more these days I want a model of direct from ranch to consumer if you want it we can provide it for you but what are the obstacles for what's your business model I need to know that because I am struggling myself to where I am hamstrung to go to the grocery store and whatever they provide me is what I get. And I'd like to pick and choose from places that I know the integrity of Harper Feeders. I've traveled your ranch. I've gone in the pickup truck with you. I've seen how you uh, were cleaning up this pasture for this pasture this year. I, I've seen all of your processes. I believe in it. I want to buy it. I want to eat it. What's the obstacle to get and that to consumer? And it's so cro close. It's in, it's in grasp. It's so close. It, it's, it truly it is. is. It's it close, but is. yet so far away. Now, I can get it from you because I'm me, and well, I can call you up. If you, if you call me up, and, and, I, and I'm willing to, yeah. to hang up a lamb for yeah. you and, and create that carcass, uh, you'll come get the carcass, and you'll yeah. cut it up, and you'll have a party. But to do it... Legally, I'd say. Is there any money in that anyway? Do you even want to do that? I mean, the conundrum of a lot of cattle ranchers is is that, look, here it is. We've done all of this great stuff. It could be grass-fed, grass-finished, grass-fed, corn-finished, or, or, or organic. You go through all this stuff, and then all of a sudden I have to make some money and sell it. So it'll go to the feedlot. Or it'll go to auction. It'll go to it, everything to where it almost just screwed up all of that stuff that you initially did to set that foundation. And now here it is, this bastardized product to who knows what happens with it. How do we get outside of that model to where it is just convenient for the rancher to be able to say, 
please take this livestock off my hands and put it into distribution? It's tough. We, I think. Is it a rancher's problem? Oh, I don't know if you could say that. You don't want to set a, up a, a website, do you? No. You don't want to. We don't really have the time, especially when I'm talking about the volume that we're handling normally. Yeah. There's a lot of critters that have to be dealt with. Yep. Absolutely. And you've got to find a home. And, and, and it's, this all has to be done in a timely fashion. Or to your point, Greg, we end up with a bunch of product that's been bastardized. Yeah. And nobody wants that. So you've got to have the sales. You've got to have an outlet. It, once you've created in, in, in our business, if you've got the sales to pull that product through, you can find an avenue. Why can't I be frustrating, though, if I see folks like that gentleman from Safeway? Why can't I be frustrated that you say you're going to tout local, you're going to buy local, you're going to provide local, and then it's not there for me? Where's the disconnect? Why should I continue to go to a Safeway store? Well, that's a very good question, and I wonder that myself. I haven't been <laughs> frequenting them myself so because they haven't served domestic lamb in at least five to seven years. They haven't given you that option. And and then to see that, that program... It really frustrated me. Market control. And and guys, in all seriousness, you go into any one of these Kroger, Safeway, you're talking about maybe a 18 to 20 inch Two feet. section of lamb and or veal or bison in that section. Two feet shelf size. If you're not looking for it and really wanting to find it, you're not going to see it. That's it's the truth. It's going to be gone. I mean, you're just not going to see it. I just it. want the best of the best. And Harper Feeders, you did the best of the best. And these are the family-owned businesses that do what they can and, and work within our agricultural community of Colorado. Keep this economy going, but let's bring it right back to the folks like me, like Alex, like yeah. David, who want this product. And I think that we can uh, truly find a middle ground, but it's going to take some of these local uh, providers through grocery stores to get on board. It's definitely going to help. But... but Personally, I feel like we're taking the next step to, to try to create that. What you guys are doing, I think, is is fantastic. It's the, the only way to us, though, Mike. It's the only way. And and, and what little bit I've been around you guys yeah. and seeing what you're doing, it is it's exciting to me to see people are passionate about where their food comes mm -hmm. from, and they've been talking about it. And you see it, you know, everybody talks about knowing the source. They want to know where their, their food's coming from. And I think that's fantastic. We've got a great opportunity in front of us. I, I see the sky's the limit. We just have to figure out how to how to get there. It has been something that we were really in danger to lose in the past decades. Uh, over here, over in Italy, I have to say, coming over here to live in Colorado and seeing this happening, yeah. it's been revolutionary for me. I'm, I'm really. Do you have a program where that maybe a small percentage of your produce that you actually are able to connect directly with the consumer? Have you ever thought of it, or is it is it it's does it even business. fit your model? It or? truly is. It's a whole nother business. Yeah. You know. You got to be a marketer yeah. <laughs> at that point in time. And, and and guys, you still have to have the avenue. You have yeah. to have. Right now, for me, I have to have somebody that's going to harvest that animal. I have to have somebody that's going to cut that animal. It's another business. It's, it's... And then I've got the pieces and parts. And ideally, the beauty of me selling an entire carcass, the whole lamb has been dealt with. Gone. And I think that's that's what we need to get back to. Mike. is People need to understand 
what to do with that whole carcass. We can do that. It's a very Listen, good point. Listen, I mean, uh, truly, and I want to follow this conversation, but I think that what we're doing here with the Modern Eater, we can do that. And we want to do that, and it's an obligation to all of us because I want to eat locally. I don't want something to come over on a plane. That's the magic of it, man. It's eating locally. Unless it's seafood. Unless it's seafood. Then then it's okay. Then airplane, hey, fly it on over. That's great. I I wait to eat my seafood when I go visit my dad in Florida. I I get my grouper fix set. If I'm eating lamb, I'm eating it locally, and it's Harper Feeder. I don't want my oysters coming over on a Toyota Tacoma. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like You can fly them. That's all right. Mike Harper, you love some barbecue too, don't you? Oh, absolutely. These guys at Proud Soul says, man, Harper's not leaving here without a yoder oh my <laughs> wife has been looking trust me uh, i need to find well, out where she's going you bought the danger <laughs> danger oh look at she's got her credit card out right oh no my car are you a beer guy too i you know uh, you put it in front of me i'll eat it or drink it yeah yeah i'm but like a lamb on a self-feeder we have if some it's of the, there. Best, the best local beer <laughs> david's got some good beer we've had a, had a beer already and and it looks like this barbecue looks fantastic. I'm interested in that piece yeah. right there. Well, that's yours. No, no, that's you guys. you got to stay stay fed up. Small brewery of the year right here. That's fantastic. Congratulations. With oh, some amazing you. connections to Colorado. Yeah. If we have a minute, we, we should tell we them. That's the tease. We oh, do have a absolutely. minute, but we have it after this quick break. We got to speak our about our local sponsors. We yes. got to speak about how local is your last project from Montrose and Peonia has been today released at the Falling Rock Tap House Fresh Hop Beer Festival. Two amazing one next to the other one beers, completely connected to local Colorado, hyper local. Yep, both uh, both hops are coming from far farms about five hours away here in Colorado. Uh, we need a lamb tasting beer. Yes, we need to work, <laughs> like, work on that at break. Well, with that, they, <laughs> hey, listen, as far as pe- what people say about lamb and the way it tastes, keep it the same. I love it. It's awesome. it's my first pick. And truly, every time that I have the opportunity to eat some lamb from Harper Feeders, you're going to get to try this. We have some here tonight at Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. We're going to follow this story. Mike Harper, you're the gold standard for me. Oh. Greg, you're too Thank you, Mike. You truly Thank you, guys. are. Yeah, class act right there. Mike Harper, Harper Feeders. All right, we'll continue right here. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. David Lynn up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, pizza lovers. It's your pizza guy here, Jason McGovern, with Crush Pizza and Tap right here in Denver, Colorado. With your help, let's make pizza great again. Come into Crush Pizza and Tap for our award-winning pizza, wings, and local beer. But we're serving up three styles of pizza for you to crush. Dig into our Chicago deep dish with sauce on top of the cornmeal crust. And don't forget about our Sicilian, that's right, with cheesy crisp edges and that soft, soft crust. Don't forget about America's pizza. How could you do that? Crush Pizza and Taps hand-tossed pizza will take your taste buds back, back, back to that neighborhood pizzeria you loved as a kid. You like deals? Come in and mention The Modern Eater and get a buy one, get one free on our hand-tossed pizzas any day of the week. Man, that's good. Lastly, don't forget to crush our award-winning smoked wings. They're a little rich approved and loved by everyone. Crush Pizza and Taps conveniently located at 1200 West 38th Avenue, just minutes from downtown. Come and crush pizza with us. We've been making pizza great again since 2012. It's Crush Pizza and Tap. 
Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Okay, going to jump back to Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions in just a moment. But I have to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. What does Jeff Rourke do with A-Plus Beverage Solutions? He installs tap lines of your dreams. It, more and more these days, brewers want their beer to taste like they intended it to taste just after they brewed it. And what does that take? It takes a tap line with integrity. Jeff Rourke can do that. He can also do maintenance. Beer, wine, water, coffee, nitro. Making your tap dreams reality because foam is money. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, boys? You're, you're pouring, pouring your money down, down the, the drain. drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain. It's just a phone call away. He's the most trusted man in the industry, unless you're Alex Liberati and do it all yourself. You're still pouring it down the drain. It's not working well. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Here's the number, 720-272-3809. One more time, grab that pen. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> That'll get me in trouble. <laughs> Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Drink it like you stole it, right? Or like you own it. Mike Myers, Distillery 291, he's one of those guys that breaks through every single barrier. And it's just, uh, I gave you a Alex Liberati here with us, filling in for Brian Freeman and uh, Little Rich Schneider. We miss you. You're down in Mexico. Half of the team here with us, but a great night here at Proud Souls. Um it, 291. I gave you that signature bottle from Michael Myers. Did you dip into it, Alex? I did. And honestly, you really it, did. You opened that bottle? I'm telling you. I mean, that was with, a collector's piece. With all due respect, I have a friend that has a little property up in uh, Idaho Springs, and he's got a few Aspens there. And I've have had a 291 Aspen barrel stave aged whiskey, which changed my my life. And I had to get a little Aspen by myself and and now I got this little Aspen that I'm going to be pouring one of my beers and guys you got to try that you got to try that 291 Aspen aged beer it's it's like a it, sorry display it's like a it's like a Sauterne. have you ever had uh, comrade beer once or twice. Once or uh, twice. Absolutely. Well, it just so happens we have the uh, award-winning brewer, small brewery of the year from the Great American Beer Festival and two gold medal winners and uh, years and years of just racking up medals from the Great American Beer Festival. Here he is, David Lynn from Comrade Brewing Company. You've been here with us throughout the whole show, but now it's your time, my friend. How are you? Great, great. Yeah, it's been uh, so far it's been really fun. Good times with you. What I want to do is I want to do the quick setup, talk about Comrade, when you, uh, this brainchild of yours, who you're brewing with, because I think that's a great story. And then we'll do that. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about these nuances. Go ahead. Yeah, so we, uh, we're here in southeast Denver, uh, just two miles east of I-25 in Evans, um, really close to the Denver Dumb Friends League. Uh, we've been open since 2014 and got an amazing brewmaster, um, now two-time uh, brewing company and brewer of the year. 
Uh, I used to work from with him. Uh, I was his assistant brewer back in 2005, and uh, we've always just been talking about it. Wait, on, hold on. Rewind that. Two-time brewery of the year with two different breweries. That's a big accomplishment because I don't know how you achieve that, but he's managed to do that. What's his name? Uh, his name is uh, Mark Slanham, and he's actually out partying in New York City right now. Big baller. Well, why wouldn't you, man? And hopefully on the uh, dime of Comrade. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mark's. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you got that uh, Amex card there? Mark, go ahead. Do whatever you want with it. It's your weekend, man. Uh, that's uh, that's quite the accomplishment. So how many years again in, in Aurora? Uh, so we're, we're actually in uh, Denver. So the address is, is Denver. Is it Denver? Yeah, is it Denver? Yeah. I'm sure that Aurora probably wants to claim us as their own, but uh, we're, <laughs> we're a little bit far from them. We're still about a mile and a half away from the city limits, and we're like just outside of Denver. Well, the licensing red tape in Denver, I would rather be in Aurora to do that. But, uh, you know, good for you guys in Denver uh, proper. I guess you would say. Yeah, the, yeah, like unincorporated Rappo County, Colorado. That's Perfect. the that's like official. <laughs> What's hey, your background? Uh, mine, mine's in hospitality management. Um, operated uh, food service operations for numerous years for a large company. Uh, I actually started commercially brewing in '05. Uh, brewed with the guys over at Dry Dock right before I opened up my own place. So there's a lot of people that come through Dry Dock as well, but. Drydock was definitely like uh, my, my third brewing gig and kind of the inspiration for me to kind of go out there and open my own place. And that tells a tale because, honestly, every time you go to Comrade, the hospitality vibe, the attention to detail that you get there is uncommon in the brewing world, I have to say. Give me an example. Well, you know what? I mean, you, you get greeted. If you've been there like a, a handful of times, they know your name. Uh, the you, you, were, you were educated in what you're drinking. They, they go the extra mile in doing that. The place is pristine. It, it's it's well-kept. It's a place where you can f- feel at home. And it, even if you're the only guy in the bar, which honestly has never happened to me. I mean, we were always quite a few, but it has always been like a second home. You know, it's always, you know, come down to the quality, but what uh, most people, especially for, you know, everybody, you know, customer service is, is such a huge component of, of what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, not to mention brewing great beer. Yes, but sometimes so underrated customer service in the world of beer, don't you think, uh, David? Um, yeah, I, I I wish I had some more opportunity to go out and, and check out some some more places, but I think it's um, it's definitely uh, improving across the board. Well, let's face it, craft breweries are a little intimidating for folks that aren't within that niche um, to go in and say, you know, it's like, uh, well, what do you recommend? What do you do as far as that educational uh, arm to be able to, if someone walks in, to make them feel comfortable and at the same time welcome, but, at, at, you know, you, no dumb questions. We're, we're ready to hold their hand. It's it's incredibly intimidating. You walk in there and there's, you know, 16 beers on tap. You don't even know where to start. And so our staff is very passionate. They they drink all the beers there. And, um, you know, that's their mission to, you know, find that perfect beer for you. And I, I hope we have one for you. I think you said it correctly. We're ready to hold your hand. And that's the intimidation thing that a lot of people... It doesn't have to be scary. It shouldn't because, be scary. Uh, David, do you remember I, I, when I came here, there was a saying, uh, if you brew it, they will come? Is yeah. that, that it? Yeah. A lot of people like live for that. But unfortunately, these times, it's not about that anymore. You have to brew it good, and you have to be good. You have to be a pub, public house. 
Yep, don't you the feel the dense thing? The, the market has uh, has shifted a, a lot, like 180 since we opened up, you know, almost six years ago. So, uh, destination brewery, big thing, and it's still, you know, it still exists. You can think of, you know, Weldworks all the way up in Greeley, like make a lot of people want to go up there and you know go out of their way for it. But maybe now here in Denver. You know, you you're you're gonna drive past, you know, maybe a couple breweries, and so you're gonna go to the one that's close to you, the one that you can walk to, the one that you can, you know, be the neighborhood one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look at that showing up there. That's a oh, very nice little piece of land. <laughs> lollipop. That was an amazing. I don't know. Is Mike, are you there. looking to take your phone out and take a picture? No, he's looking to get a napkin out of his pocket. I'm gonna be eating that, man. Eat that. That's what I love about. <laughs> It's like we're so food mind. We're like, let's take a picture of that. Mike's like, let me get a napkin because I'm about to kill this. Dave, we're going to come back and we're going to get real geeky about beer, award-winning consistency. What does it take to win a medal at GABF? We'll tell you when we come back right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches, with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. 
Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Greg Holland back. Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, he's in Hawaii. Little Rich Snyder, he's in Mexico. <laughs> There's a bad theme going on here. Uh, although I couldn't think of a better place in the world to be than Denver, Colorado. We're so lucky because we have great agriculture. We have great breweries, distilleries. We have so many things to just pick and choose from right here in Colorado. And one of them right in our backyard, it is in Denver. And it's Comrade Brewing Company. David Lenry joins us right here on the Modern Eater Show. And we're just kind of getting into the conversation of now of what does it take? I mean, I'm not going to, I, you know, you have your ear to the ground. Alex, you have your ear to the ground. So do I. I talk to a lot of breweries. The frustration of going to the Great American Beer Festival year after year in hopes of just taking away a little bit of hardware. I want a little bit of hardware. Year after year, consistently, here it is, Comrade Brewing Company on the podium. What in the world, man? What do, what do you attribute that to? Luck? There's definitely some luck. It's a very competitive competition. I think there's 9,500 uh, 9, beers this year, 2,300 breweries, 109 categories. So it is a very tough competition, and sometimes it is just kind of luck of the draw. Here's a quote from you. We swing for the fences, and we just happen to score a home run. Yeah, yeah, Mark said that. I didn't say that, but uh, uh, I think, you know, we got we got lucky this year for sure. And uh, we do work really hard, and I'm going to have to just steal a quote from uh, the guys over at Beerstadt Lager House um, in downtown. You know, it's not about it's not about doing, like, a few things really well. It's about doing 100 things just a little bit better. Really? And just the combination of it kind of just, you know, just gives us that, you know, there's a better product in the end okay so i had a conversation with julia hertz from the brewers association about comrade and i said julia what do you she said consistency these folks are obviously very consistent in what they do because year after year it's recognized for what they do and it's a blind tasting nobody knows this is a comrade beer in front of their face and double blind actually Double blind. Yeah. Yeah. So that consistency element is that you guys are on the track, on that level of we're brewing this consistent, delicious beer, batch after batch, year after year, and we're going to continue to put it out there, and people are recognizing at that. It's It's been a slow growth, and, uh, it, you know, we built a really solid foundation, and I hope, uh, you know, we just had a big break this year, and I'm, you know, excited that hopefully people will be able to come out and, and try more of our beer here. Slow and so solid. Alex, isn't he's that so the best? humble, right? Yes, but slow and solid well, isn't that the best. Well, I hear people saying, ah, but when you enter a GABF, it's like winning a lottery, you're going to roll the dice. Is it? But do you believe that? I don't know. I mean, I do you believe either. that? I don't think so. So, you know, we, we've we we've competed in American IPA for this would have been the sixth year in a row. One of the toughest categories to compete. You know, Absolutely. You know, one, one of the most competitive. Top two, always. And... You know, the last five years in a row, um, you know, we haven't been able to medal. So there is a little bit of luck, um, but, you know, we've continued to just, you know, really commitment to quality and consistency and just making a good product and kind of doing our own thing in our little southeast corner of Denver. What does that do for you as a business? It's got to do something great, Alex, right? Oh, I absolutely agree. Do I mean, you know yet? Everybody knows that the best hoppy beers you can, I'm sorry if I have to say this, but the best hoppy beers that you can find in Denver and Colorado are coming from this gentleman here. 
that's that's the word on the street. That's what it happened. So just saying. There's been a lot of good press, and um, you know we're we're excited to see what what uh, what it does for us. Are you in politics as well? Oh, I'm not. Well, you should be, <laughs> because those are great. I mean, you're playing the fence so nicely. Speaking of politics, comrade. Yeah. That it's an interesting thing that you're putting out there as far as the brewery name. Um, what are your thoughts about it? I've had, I've had numerous people just before we even when we first. You know, where I got business cards made, you know, uh, eight years ago, people said, you know, this wasn't going to work. People don't like it. Um, you know, we, we try to be funny. It's uh, the name really comes from the, the camaraderie in the brewing industry. You know, we talk about that a lot, doing collaborations and, and, you know, working with each other. But it's a little bit tough to spell, a little bit unwieldy. So we kind of shortened to comrade and comrade has its own uh, funny word association, you know, with it as well. But... Well, you know, we pride ourselves on, on, you know, making, you know, great passion for beer. It's not, it's not, not a gimmick what we do down there. Uh, and also everything that we uh, use, uh, all of our tanks, all of our, our entire brew house, all of our fermenters, all of our serving tanks, it's 100% U.S. made. So you won't find a foreign component uh, in there. And I think we're maybe just one of like three breweries in Denver that can kind of uphold that standard. Absolutely. So. And it's not just the tanks and the equipment that are hyper local. I mean, for example, today we were at the Falling Rock uh, Tap House um, Fresh Hop Beer Festival that happens once a year. And you were one of the lucky guys that were actually there on tap. And you had two beers on their small selection well very large selection but everyone gets one tap you actually had two and you had two beers on there one was the montrose fresh hop ipa and the other one was the peonia fresh hop IPA. wow that's cool do you mind if we answer that question after this quick break yeah no problem all right we'll take a quick break come right back from proud souls barbecue and provision you're listening to the modern eater show with comrade brewing company and david lynn right here on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on The Modern Eater talk show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs, with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Back to the show in just a minute, you guys, but it's that time where we talk bread, and moreover, we talk local bread from Aspen Baking Company. I don't know about you. There's cheese people. There's meat people. There's uh, beer people. I'm a bread person, and I love bread, but you know what I don't love? I don't love preservatives. I don't love artificial coloring, and I don't love chemicals, and uh, thankfully, Aspen Baking Company doesn't put any of those things in their bread, from hoagies to focaccia to ciabatta to baguettes to croissants to bear claws 
to lobster rolls to pound cakes to coffee cakes or to boxed lunches. If you're an employer who, you know, likes to open your wallet from time to time and buy your employees uh, a boxed lunch, then AspenBaking.com is the website you want to go to. Local bread, you guys. Hashtag, how's your Aspen? AspenBakingCompany.com. I'm going to say it one more time, and then we're back to the show. It's AspenBaking.com. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. One of my favorites, booze in the news, all the booze news you can use, Alex. Oh, right Joe, here man, on the we're monitor. speaking about Comrade tonight. It's the best of the best on the show from Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Uh, great guests tonight, Mike Harper, Harper Feeders, the lamb that I love. I mean, truly, that's the good stuff. I just had that lamb chop. It was amazing. Yeah, fantastic lamb. David Lynn here with us. And before we broke off, you had a great question, Alex. Yeah, we were speaking about being hyper-local and your last endeavor of the fresh hop with same beer, same recipe, same hops, but from two different localities in Colorado. Montrose and And now they're different. And Paonia, yes, indeed. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, fresh hop beer is one of those really fun ones. It's kind of like the last seasonal beer that you can make. Um, you see Oktoberfest popping up on the shelves in July. You got, you know, who knows, pumpkin beer show up in June or something like that. So I'm guessing <laughs> Paonia is uh, high wire hops. Yep, and that's high wire hops. And then where in Montrose is there hops? Uh, Montrose is a is a relatively new farm called Billy Goat Hop Farms. Oh, we need to look at Billy Goat. We definitely do. I like that. And you know, it's a big logistical thing. Um, the, the the hops are finicky. We're indirect communication with the farmer trying to figure out hey when is the you know is the you know what's the weather going to be like when do you think you'll be harvesting and then big logistical challenge it's just, a 24-hour window there right do you have to hit bit, yeah it's a little bit less than that actually yeah so you know they'll pick it up that they'll pick it that night they're going to put it in their cooler and then they'll drive it up here at like five in the morning and then they'll, we'll get it around like five you know ten or like maybe noon hopefully and Can you I, want a medal for wait, your fresh hop wait, ipa before, like two years ago was before it? you answer that can I one-up you just because – so we took a little <laughs> chartered flight out of um, – uh, boy, where was it? It was just up north here. Colorado. In Colorado, yeah. We were in out Colorado. Out of Colorado it was. Actually. Just out up north. We took a little plane, just a quick charter plane. We dropped down into Paonia. We landed in Paonia, grabbed some fresh hops for a project that Flight Co. and Brews Beers did together. Grabbed that hops, put it on the plane, brought it back, put it right in the kettle. Yeah. And uh, ready to go for some fresh hops. Yeah, that's uh, that's also amazing, too. I just don't have the, the type of... Uh, we can do that for you, man. I don't have com- the type of pocketbook. You're I comrade, man. Agree. I was driving no, you're the comrade. as well with you. I mean, absolutely. Hey, Let's do some stuff like that together. <laughs> now you're linked into the Modern Eater Show. We can make dreams happen. Okay. But you're making dreams happen, too, with those collaborations. And today you were at uh, with King Black at yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, the Yeah, the Fresh Hop Beer Festival. You know, and it, there was something to be said about this. You get, How many years have you guys been? Six years, right? How many medals have you won in six years? Uh, we've got uh, five at GABF, and we've got a World Beer Cup gold as well. So basically every year you've gone to gold. You know what? People say that it's pure chance, but on the World Series of Poker that has been going on from the 70s, the same 
people are on the final table, Liberati. and you're the same thing. You stole my uh, analogy, as it, and you and everybody stole it from Rounders. But anyway, uh, that's the analogy I was going to. So use. I'm from Italy. We don't know what Rounders is, but yeah, oh. He does that all it's the time. I'm from Italy. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you do, bro. You really do oh, understand. Don't call me out, Jake. No. Come on. No, a little bit where they. Well, that was going to be my analogy, but yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. So it's like there's luck plays a part in anything, you know, crossing the street, dude, luck plays a part, but it, you have to look both ways also. Oh, he's doing yeah. it much better than I do. Yeah, totally. David, here's the, the long and the short of it is that ride the wave, do what you continue to do. You're humble as can be. Be unapologetic <laughs> of what you're doing and just forge on. But I think ride the wave, man. You're going to get people inundating the tap room. And they're going to come because they said, you're the small brewery of the year. What do you do with those folks? And how do you convert them into your P1 demographic, which is just basically your everyday folks that are going to come in and enjoy Comrade? It's, you know, it's going to be about having that, that customer service. I mean, the, the beer quality is there. And, uh, you know, it's up to our people to make sure that, you know, we make it welcoming and inviting for you to come back. You want to sell some lamb? Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check with the liquor enforcement division on that one. I'm not, I'm not sure Brewing with lamb. IPAs with lamb. That's a new category for a World Beer Cup 2020. Okay, what's on the horizon? What's next? What can you possibly do to top what you're doing? Uh, do it again. Do it back to back. I think that would be that would be like a, a huge accomplishment. Um, I won't talk to you ever again. <laughs> back to back. Just uh, all right. We'll throw in the gauntlet down. Well, he's done point. it before, you know. <laughs> How many beers do you have on tap? Uh, usually we'll have at least uh, twelve. We'll have three year on year round, including the the gold gold medal winning Superpower IPA and the bronze medal winning uh, Redcon Irish style Red Ale, and you know the the, the drinker. Today is always wanting to try something new, something different, so we try to bring in a lot of seasonals and rotators. Great segue. <laughs> I like the segue. The Red Con from Comrade. Nothing political there. Yeah. yeah. What What are you going uh, – is, is there a conversation in there or no? Oh, I wasn't being sarcastic. <laughs> he sarcastically said. Where do you go next? Are you experimenting with something that might – is there another category you want to dominate? Uh, I don't think so. You know, we, you know, I'm gonna have to just like, you know, bring it back to these guys, these wonderful guys over at uh, at the barbecue joint here. You know, you're talking about how you have, you know, certain meats, and you're gonna want to pair that, you know, that smoke level with it. You don't want to, you know, bite into a $40 steak and it just tastes like smoke. And so we kind of want to achieve that with our beers as well. We're looking for like a really good balance between, you know, the flavor, the aroma, of the hops, and then the bitterness and the malt to kind of like balance it out. So we're trying to just find that zen of beer and. Uh, it's something that I think we could, you know, definitely spend the rest of our lives just trying to shoot for, and I, I hope we can hit it one day. Are sour beers out? Uh, you know, there's just great sour beers from other breweries, and you don't need another one from us. <laughs> but you see yeah, the politics, man. Between... I'm telling you, great job on that. Oh, one. absolutely. Great but you job see the politics, uh, the, the the balance between those two beers that you presented today, that were both very different between themselves, with the same hops, and so both perfectly balanced. That tells a tale. You said balance before. Is that what Comrade is about? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think you know we're just trying to make the best beer that we can, and it just can't be too over the top, especially if you want it to be. You know, if you want to sit down and have like two, three, four pints, you know, it's got to be drinkable. And okay, David. That's what we're doing. What do you do with hard seltzer? Um, we dun, are dun, not dun. making that. Um, 
it seems like a cool thing. Um, maybe it's more of a spirits play, but, um, you know, people seem to really like our beer, so we're just going to continue on the beer thing. Hazy IPAs. Oh, you know, great for great producers, uh, you know, Weldworks, you know, shout out to those guys for, fiction. you know, gold and silver, you know, Fiction, you know, also won the bronze last year. You know, you already got like the best in the state. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to do the West Coast style and, you know, we can't be the best at everything. So we should focus and just kind of make. Are you doing. sticking with heavy hitters? Um, yeah, I hope so. Or tried and true. Uh, both, you know, we always uh, have a kind of a mix there. So, you know, we're pretty IPA heavy down there, but, yeah. you know, very balanced. But we also want to make, you know, very traditional, you know, lagers and, and, and German style. If there well. was an experimental in your heart, what is it? Ooh, I don't know. It's probably... No one else likes what you do. Uh, I'd, I'd like to get another, you know, Dortmunder export beer on there. Whoa, that is it'd, something. It would almost be like a, maybe like an imperial version of a, of like a, like a dry hot pilsner or something like that. I think that would be really cool. What do you think Anno beers? I think they're great. Uh, we, we did the uh, Visit Denver kickoff and got to try some of the beers and, you know, very interesting to kind of mix that, that, uh, that blur, that line between wine and beer. And, um, you know, it's going to be about finding that balance and excited to try more and, see what Alex is going to be putting out. I'm going to have to go to that uh, stomping, stomping uh, 